0: Often vulgar, always explicit, and sometimes funny. Slap box. Slap. box. Welcome to the Slapbox Podcast. This is episode 543. I'm your host, Josh Albrecht. Recording once again inside the Slapbox penthouse. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. I don't know why. I don't... (laughs) This is starting out great. (laughs) As it usually does. Uh, As soon as I started recording, man, I felt like I got to blow my nose. But I'm going to hold off. I'm going to hold off. Maybe it'll go away. (laughs) It's only going to distract me slightly. Maybe if I just suck all the the fluid back and just give you some great audio there. But I tried to do it off mic. <laughs> I don't think that really helped much. Uh, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> Still got some fucking remnants of whatever the fuck I've had for the uh, last few weeks now. I don't know if I could ever deal with like a serious illness. It's not going to go well, I don't think. If I can't deal with a cold, I'm I'm just screwed. <laughs> just I think I'm just going to have to continue to live in a bubble. Is what's going to happen? Is that way I can stop myself from picking up viruses. But it's hard to do. It's hard to do, man, living inside a bubble. And it can often not be as much fun as not living in a bubble. But you're still going to have to eat food, you know? I don't, like, make my own food. I don't have a way to grow plants here and stuff and to uh, cut myself off from the outside of the world. I can't make cat food. That could be a problem. Still got to go to the store a lot. Still have to work outside of the home, so guess I'll just have to deal with viruses, as uh, everyone pretty much does. It's fun, fun times, fun times. Uh but uh I did uh earlier I went and bought a couple more records as I've been uh you know getting into the whole vinyl scene as uh I had I had of course you know records when I was a kid and then uh, I hadn't had a record player since I was a child and uh I got uh Nirvana's Bleach and uh, a best of basically of uh, Les Paul and Mary Ford, and uh, I listened to all of Bleach already because that's just a classic fucking album. Only I listened to a little bit of the Les Paul Mary Ford. Um, the big song I think I know off the Les Paul record is the "Vio Con Dios." As a uh, you know they were a uh, big, uh, they were well known, I guess, in the fifties. And of course, Les Paul is the uh, guy that uh, the Les Paul guitar was created for at Gibson, you know, like in a deal with Les Paul. That was like the signature. Oh, I'm ne- <laughs> looking at the Wikipedia on Les Paul, and I never, I guess, well, maybe I knew this before, but. His uh, full name was, uh, or real name is Lester William Pulsefus. Pulsefus. <laughs> yeah, Les Paul is uh, a little bit more easier, I guess, and catchier. Can't imagine that on a on a headstock. Lester William Pulsefus. <laughs> or just Les Pulsefus yeah could uh I get get a look at you know going to a guitar center or something you're like, hey could I check out that new uh Lester pulsefus you got on the wall there oh man that Lester pulsefus is uh so such a beautiful top on that Lester pulsefus pulsefus maybe they just call it the pulsefus <laughs> signature Les Paul I mean I can't imagine it being anything than less Paul Gibson Les Paul. I mean, there's the epiphones as well. Uh, But, uh, you know, of course he was a luthier himself, other than just being a musician, songwriter and such. He uh, was a luthier and inventor, is uh, what it says on uh, Wikipedia about Mr. Les Paul. is. uh, He was known as Les Paul, uh, other than the Lester William Pulsefuss, which I believe I've (laughs) probably elaborated on enough already. Um, He was an American... Jazz, country, and blues guitarist, songwriter, luthier, and inventor. He was one of the pioneers of the solid body electric guitar and his prototype called The Log. (laughs) That's what the Red and Stimpy song must be about. Um, It served as inspiration for the Gibson Les Paul, The Log, that is. Paul taught himself how to play guitar, and while he is mainly known for jazz and popular music... He had an early career in country music in the 50s. Uh, He and his wife, singer and guitarist Mary Ford, recorded numerous records, selling millions of copies. Paul is credited with uh, many recording innovations. His early experiments with overdubbing, also known as sound-on-sound, delay effects such as tape delay, phasing, and multi-track recording were among the first to attract widespread attention. His licks, trills... Recording sequences, fretting techniques, and timing set him apart from his contemporaries inspired many guitarists of the present day. Among his many honors, of course, Paul is one of a handful of artists with a permanent exhibit in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. He is prominently named by the uh, Music Museum on its website as an architect, a key inductee with Sam Phillips and Alan Freed. Paul is the only inductee in both the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and the National Inventors Hall of Fame. True legend, that one true legend the uh, you know I've owned two Les Pauls now and the new one of course I've talked about for a long time <laughs> the Adam Jones and uh I felt like when I saw used Les Paul record in the store and it was like half off so it was like only like four dollars like man I got to get a Les Paul record I mean I'm a fan of Les Paul so I gotta own Les Paul record um Go over just a little bit, I'm curious about the what they have to say about his building here. I'll go over that here in nineteen forty Les Paul revisited his experiments with the train rail. this time he created a similar prototype instrument, which uh, um a one off solid body electric guitar known as the log, which was a length of a four by four piece of lumber with a bridge. Neck, strings, and hand-wound pickup. The log was built after hours by Paul at the Epiphone Guitar Factory and is one of the first solid-body electric guitars. For the sake of appearance, he attached the body of an Epiphone hollow-body guitar sawn lengthwise with the log in the middle. This solved his two main problems. Feedback as the acoustic body no longer resonated with the amplified sound and sustain as the energy of the strings was not dissipated in generating sound through the guitar body. These instruments were constantly being improved and modified over the years, and Paul continued to use them in his recordings even after the development of his eponymous Gibson model. Paul approached the Gibson Guitar Corporation with his idea of a solid-body electric guitar in 1941. Gibson showed no interest until Fender began marketing its Esquire and Broadcaster guitars in 1950. Uh, the Broadcaster was, of course, renamed the Telecaster in '52. Gibson's Ted McCarty was the chief designer of the guitar, which was based on Paul's drawings and later dubbed the Gibson Les Paul. Was, uh, they missed out on putting the full name on there, of course. Gibson entered into a promotional and financial agreement with Les Paul, paying him a royalty on sales. The guitar went on sale in 1952. Paul continued to make design suggestions. In 1960, sales of the original Les Paul model had dropped, so a more modernistic model was introduced. Today, it is referred to as the SG uh, but then still bearing the less Paul name, not liking the new look and severe problems with the strength of the body and neck, Paul made dissatisfied. Paul uh, made Paul dissatisfied with the this new Gibson guitar. This impending divorce from Mary Ford led to Paul ending his endorsement of his uh, name on Gibson guitars from 64 until 66 by which time his divorce was completed. Uh, Paul continues to suggest technical improvements, although they were not always successful commercially. In '62, Paul was issued U.S. patent uh, 3000000 million-something <laughs> for a pickup in which the coil was integrated into the bridge. In the mid-'40s, he introduced an aluminum guitar with the tuning mechanisms below the bridge. That's, yeah, I guess that would be sort of a Floyd Rose-type situation as it is hard uh, it had no headstock and the string attachments were at the nut uh it was the first headless guitar unfortunately Paul's guitar was so sensitive to the heat from stage lights that it would not keep tune however he used it for several of his hit recordings the style was further developed by others most successfully Ned Steinberger less expensive version of Les Paul guitars manufactured by Gibson Epiphone brand uh that is the uh Epiphones that are made outside of the old U S of A. As uh uh Of course the ones uh made in the US of A are a lot more expensive and they don't make any less poles though in the USA on the epiphone line that is. It's the you got the Gibson on the head sock in the USA but yeah, with knowing the history, some of the history of uh, Les Paul, like I, I didn't know about the. I don't know that I. I'm sure I've seen it before, but I don't recall knowing that he made the first headless uh, guitar there without a headstock. I knew about the log, of course. You know, it's the log. It rolls downstairs uh, <laughs> over the neighbor's dog, if I remember correctly. Which I guess I'm gonna have to pull up the log song for Red and Stippy. To uh, honor Mr. Uh, Les Paul here. This, I cannot get this shit out of my head for what uh, whatever reason there. <laughs> uh which side note Um I don't know whatever they'll, uh, if they'll ever end up releasing more Ren and Stimpy, but holy shit, the guy that created Ren and Stimpy is one fucked up individual. And uh I don't know that uh, he saw much problems with it, but he had a thing for very young girls, and uh, quite the monster, from what I understand. But damn, I loved that show growing up, Ren and Stimpy. It's a, uh, you know, it, it, you don't you don't need to find out, you know, it's just like never meet your heroes, as they say. <laughs> I don't know the. I couldn't even tell you the guy's name. I know I listened to him on Stern years ago. With the guy that created Ren and Stimpy. So, I mean, I don't know that he was my hero, but I really enjoyed watching Ren and Stimpy. It was a fucked up show. Was, uh, maybe he didn't I don't know that he wrote the log song, so maybe I won't feel as bad watching it there. Um But uh I gotta <laughs> I gotta hear the log song. Uh oh, that's the commercial. Hmm. Here's the song. gotta have the song. I'm not making any money off this, so I'm not worried about any copyright strikes here as I really just <laughs> talked up the creator of Red snippy here uh we might have to wait for an ad if oh man, is my internet going to be a uh, oh yeah it's helping out. all right looks like it's gonna work here in a second. It's Here log. we go. Log? What rolls downstairs, a boner in pairs, rolls over your neighbor's dog. What's great for a snack and fits on your back? It's log, log, log. It's log, log. It's big, it's heavy, it's wood. It's log, log. It's better than that, it's good. Everyone wants a log. You're gonna love it, long. Come on and get your log. Everyone needs a log. Log, log, a log, from, log. from Blamo. Oh, I had to hear it. I had to hear it as uh <laughs> you know once I just started talking about his log, I love hearing about Les Paul's log, you know how big it was, how hard it was. Tell me more about the log <laughs> slowly, slowly, tell me about the log Ugh that uh uh yeah as uh now i got to look up pictures of the log and uh not the Ren stimpy one the uh less phosphus pul- log as ooh there's a picture of the log oh uh, that looks like a recreation of the log it looks like near He's pretty old in that picture. But, uh, it's a nice, it's a nice looking log. Oh, that that I think is the original. That is, it is. Uh, yeah, it's just like a solid piece of wood with some hollow stuff attached to the outside. I wonder how it played. I I'm really curious about that. I would love to have uh you know touched it touched his log strummed his log <laughs> and just gotten a real a real good you know grind my fingers into the fretboard of his log just dig it in dig into that log smell the log you know <laughs> i wouldn't put it in my mouth i'm not going to put his log in my mouth i won't i won't would not go that far is that would be wrong. It's I am sure worth a lot of money. So I would, you know, would hate to ruin the thing with with uh my mouth <laughs> having a mouth party. <laughs> Let's pause along. Uh mm. But uh oh man, I have been tempted still about uh like building a guitar sort of situation at best. I think it would be cool to do like a parts caster. But the thing is like a, mainly I just want to stain the body of a guitar and do like a green burst and stain it. You know, I'd rather stain it than get into trying to air, get a airbrush for like painting and, and try to do it like that. That seems like more. I feel like staining it wouldn't. If I fucked up, it would be not that hard to like sand it off and uh, start again. As uh, I haven't had a whole lot of experience painting, so uh, I feel like there there's a lot of room for error. I've watched how uh, many a times how they paint the bursts on guitar at the uh, Gibson factory. And uh, guy, they make it look so fucking easy. I mean, they do, you know, a lot of guitars every day. Uh, anytime you work in a factory, you're just doing something over and over again. You know what? You get pretty good at that whenever uh, you uh, do that kind of repetition when you get all those reps in. Um, but uh, yeah, the log. I'm not going to taste the log. <laughs> Don't taste the log. Uh, Maybe this episode is just going to be called The Log. I don't think I can go another 40 minutes, though, talking about just a log. Maybe I can talk about multiple logs. I figured starting out I would talk about Nirvana's bleach and everything, and then here I am just talking about Les Paul's log. (laughs) It looked like a big log. I mean, the center part was kind of narrow. But uh, adding those hollow parts on the side gave it some girth. And uh, <laughs> I didn't see any veins. There were a lot of strings, though. That's kind of veiny. Kind of veinish. <laughs> I did see, speaking of, like, guitar making and stuff. This is sort of related. There's a YouTuber. Um, she's on, like, Instagram and stuff. Uh, she's called Daisy Tempest. She builds guitars. And, uh, like, she has her own guitar line. I don't think she produ- she. Only produces probably a couple of years or something like that. So getting, a, and they're very nice guitars. Um, I don't remember the guy's actual name, but he was a uh, on Game of Thrones. Um, he uh, a lot of actual Game of Thrones actors actually uh are musicians. I know. That, uh, yeah, at least I can think of like three or four of them that have put out like records and stuff. And, uh, am bu- 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 B's not helping me out here. as uh oh there we go jesus i had to type the whole thing out you know usually you can get get close without typing the whole damn thing before it'll find it for some reason game of thrones i had to type every single letter (laughs) in there um i don't remember who all has uh is a musician from game of thrones but i want to say there's at least like three or four of them from the original show that uh had uh, recorded stuff on there. Um, there's, uh, yeah, holy shit. I mean, the cast is so, I mean, they went on for several years. <laughs> it's hard to find. Uh, The, uh, I mean, that big of a cast. They did have uh, Ed Sheeran on there, but he was just like a, you know, a, a cameo and to fuck with, uh, Maisie Williams. Cause she was such a big fan of, of his. Oh, the actor I was thinking of was, uh, I'm going to mispronounce his name. He's, uh, it's I W A N I Ewan. I guess is how you pronounce it. Rowan, R E H E O N. Um, he's got a good voice. Um, but he's friends of Daisy Tempest as, uh, he uh, bought one of her... I guess he got the first guitar she built with the uh, Tempest Guitars, is I believe the name of her company. But anyway, she's got a YouTube channel, and she's uh, she's really... I, I enjoy watching her YouTube channel, and she gets very involved in the uh, making of the guitar, all the uh, stuff from the Tonewoods to uh, you know tools that you use in the uh, luthier stuff which I've always been interested in building guitars you know whether it's a log that you're <laughs> crafting you're erecting whether it's a log you're erecting or uh you know a, a, a uke a ukulele uh, uh just building stuff like that has always interested me and she gets very involved in uh the building of the guitars and uh she uh, did a video recently and I don't know the girl's name. Ah oh, shit. This is why I get for <laughs> just randomly talking about shit without looking it up. As uh <clears throat> let's see, she just recently this this last video that I watched of hers was pretty great. Um. As uh, damn it. Is it actually gonna let me log in? No, fucking. I don't want to log in. Ah, I guess I'll have to pull up my Instagram. You fuckers. (laughs) Uh. Anyway, um. Yeah, she uh, this video. I don't know. She might have put one out since then. Uh, but. There was a, a collaboration she did with a friend of hers that uh, is a let's see here her friend is Holly Lofkus. She makes handmade knives uh, from her workshop uh, cockpit studios. Oh man I love the love the name. Oh, it's in Cockpit Studios. Um, I don't know that... I I was wondering if maybe she was a YouTuber, but I guess she's not a YouTuber. But she's got some sweet... Man, if you're into, like, craft making, you know, just people building shit, her Instagram, at least, she gets involved into the forging of this metal and stuff. And, uh, you know, I was interested in that even before I was doing steel work. The steel work, well, (laughs) we're not really forging metal. This is, like, tech... You know, just, I'm tack welding. It's not really (laughs) got a whole lot to do with forging. But there's something always thought cool about, like, forging steel and, like, making swords and shit. Just watching them take, like, a block of fucking molten metal is just fantastic. But uh, anyway, Daisy Tempest worked with uh, this uh, Holly Loftus in uh, this this new video where um, she took... A bunch of guitar strings, which uh, she got a bunch of Daddario guitar strings, and uh, like I guess they kind of sponsored the video in a way or so- something along those lines as they gave her a bunch of strings that were uh, either old strings. I think most of them were strings that didn't pass the QC that uh, they did not deem good enough to send out. And sell. So they she was able to get quite a few guitar strings. And they ended up melting the strings down. And then uh, she's only released a part one video that I'm aware of. I don't think she's released the part two. Um, but they show the like melting the guitar string, like making it molten metal and everything. And uh, they're basically making like Damascus steel and uh i don't know what the blade fully looks like yet i'm curious to see how the strings look like in the blade cuz uh i think it's going to look kind of cool um i hope so <laughs> as uh the the first video is pretty you know it's pretty involved to take like guitar strings or rather involved you know it's a bit of a process to turn that into a knife blade but holy shit i'm curious if they'll uh end up selling if they'll make more of them um and just curious to how uh that would be sweet i would as long as it's not you know a couple hundred dollars or something uh i would consider (laughs) buying a guitar string knife um that's a weird thing to (laughs) to search uh Oh, this, they're not the first ones to do it. Apparently there's at least one other person or I guess several people that have done this. This is a blacksmith makes knife from Slayer guitar strings. Uh, skull appears in melted metal. Um, do, do, do this is uh of course an article on loudwire it says if you thought gary holt's guitar that was painted using his own blood was as metal as it gets which i don't think that's as metal as it gets that guy that fucking turned his uncle's skeleton into a fucking guitar which is a fucked up thing <laughs> you look up pictures of that that's that's fucked up i get that's metal uh <laughs> See, uh, one TikTok user slash blacksmith is taking his claim with something potentially even more metal than that, which hasn't happened before Daisy, unfortunately. A knife made from Holt's guitar strings used on Slayer's farewell tour. Still not convinced? What if we told you the image of a skull appeared in the melted metal? I doubt that was (laughs) maybe something halfway. That seems like bullshit about the the skull appearing. Um, Neil Kamimura A bladesmith who made a winning appearance on the History Channel's competition show, Forged in Fire, is the man responsible for this ridiculously metal feat, both in the literal and figurative senses. In each episode of the show, four bladesmiths are pitted against each other, challenged to forge forge bladed weapons, where where the champion takes home a $10,000 prize. In the TikTok video below, separate from Kamamura's uh, forged in fire appearance, the video montage lightly demonstrates the process of transforming discarded guitar strings into a handheld weapon. It starts with clips surveying Holtz' guitar string lot, which is labeled to signify which shows on Slayer's farewell run they were employed for. After the strings are melted down, a preview of their unit Newly liquefied state is seen as commenters took note that some bubbles in the substance appeared to resemble skull's eyes and nose. For your convenience, we provide a screenshot of that image further down the page so you can stare right into the face of death itself. <laughs> uh, as I, uh, you know, I'm looking at the <laughs> so called so-called skull, which I, you know, ish, ish, it looks cool, you know, I don't know that it'd say it was a skull, but it looks fucking cool, it's just melted metal, it just got like, almost like a, I don't know how to describe it, I want to say paisley, but not really paisley, like, look to it, I mean, it's just, like, clouds formed in it, and it's, it just, it looks awesome, looks fantastic. Um. damn it, show me the knife <laughs> who cares about the skull what does the fucking knife look like I guess I gotta watch this fucking TikTok video, damn it is, uh, you bastards, just show me show me, show me, show me how you do that trick like you know, uh, the cure saying about the great cure, love me some cure so, yeah, they're doing a different method, though, than uh, Daisy's friend used. Like, Daisy's friend, uh, Hallie or whatever uh, the name was that I read earlier, Um, she put it, in a, the guitar strings cut them down and then uh, put powder all around them. Well, she's making like a Damascus steel. I feel like you're going to get a better look from the strings, the <laughs> Daisy blade. <laughs> It's not really... Daisy's just making the handle. It's more of her friend. Damn it. This thing is not loading up. I don't know what... TikTok apparently doesn't like PCs. Just saying. Damn you, TikTok. Why are you... Why do you suck? It's because it's a Chinese thing? What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Knock off. Knock off YouTube. Uh, I'm looking at the guitar strings... Pre-melting. It's quite a few strings they're using. as You would need a lot to make a fucking blade. You need more than, you know, it would actually take to, like, build. Son of a bitch, TikTok. What the fuck, man? Screw you, TikTok. (laughs) Just give me the fucking... Ugh. Yeah, don't use TikTok... On a goddamn PC, I think is the lesson here. This is fucking terrible. I mean, this is... Pretty sure my internet connection's solid as I reset my router last night. I was getting shit reception. Well. Let's see here. I'm just going to look up pictures of the damn thing, because clearly looking on TikTok uh, is not going to happen <laughs> I just want to see a picture of the goddamn knife motherfuckers just show me the fucking knife I don't care about Oh this is cool it's not really I don't think it's the slayer one um there, there's some yeah there's many people that have done this but wow, this like some really cool effects from it. Like this, this one here. This is really cool. I I think the the you're gonna get a really sweet effect from the one that uh, Daisy Tempest is involved with. Man, I would totally buy one of these. There's just uh, I don't even know how to describe this pattern on this one. It's, oh, uh, it's like <laughs> like waves. I don't. It look it looks fantastic. As uh, hey, YouTube actually works. Can you believe that? Wow. Fuck you, TikTok. <laughs> a lot of my friends these days use the TikTok too, and I'm like, I got logged out of my TikTok because I had a TikTok for Clover Strife, which is what I use a lot. That's like the name of my uh, YouTube channel that I posted a whole one video on. <laughs> and uh i was going to do twitch streams and stuff under clover strife and then i never ended up actually doing any twitch streams um but they logged i like uh tiktok doesn't like keep me logged in as uh on my phone so every time so i and i hadn't been logged into tiktok for a while cuz i just don't give a shit about tiktok and i went to go log in one day and then it didn't have my stuff saved in there anymore and so then i tried to put in what i thought was my password apparently was not my password and it became and you know, was having issues trying to <laughs> get that happen and then uh, unintentionally like made an, it made like a fucking other tiktok for me through my gmail cuz i tried to just log in through gmail and then it just created another fucking tiktok i was like son of a bitch so I got this other TikTok. That's just uh, like my G, through my Gmail account. It's fucking annoying. Fuck you, TikTok. <laughs> Fuck you with the ass, TikTok. I'm watching now this other clip of people making a knife out of the whole uh, guitar string thing. Man, it's just oh, I just really really enjoy. Watching, forging steel. There's something to that, man. Oh, man, it's so, so cool. And then when you first melt the metal and stuff, how shitty it looks before you start doing everything to it. And then when it goes down to, like, the finished product. This one's all right. I feel like... (laughs) Guy's playing the knife like a guitar. It's a very... Uh, yeah, there are some really fucking cool effects on some of these though. As, uh, I'm I'm, just today, I bought some stuff that, you know, the records and like, oh fuck, I need to, I'm not doing any overtime right now. It's like, I need to pay down debt and I'm like, oh, I should buy a guitar string knife (laughs) because that's what I need. I'm thinking, you know, I watch a lot of YouTubers and stuff, and I like to uh, support them. I can't afford to buy a Daisy Tempest guitar. So, like, ooh, maybe if her and her friend did a collab on making a few of these knives and stuff, I'd buy one. But I'm thinking it's probably going to be at least a couple hundred bucks, and I can't justify that. Nor can I afford it. (laughs) There's no real – I don't ever really need a knife that was made from guitar strings. I have knives in my (laughs) – House that uh, I don't I don't need any other knives, but I am. There's something cool about like blades that uh, have cool designs and shit to them. The uh, one knife I have is the uh, uh, flip out knife that I got a few years ago. It's got that rainbow blade to it, where it's like just a bunch of different colors and they kind of changes colors as the light hits it. And, uh, man, I'm surprised I never cut myself really bad with that because I, when I first got it, I was constantly flipping the blade out and just <laughs> – I remember driving it with it in my car and, like, flipping it out as I'm driving. This was back when I had an automatic car. Um, a little bit harder to do when you have a stick shift to fuck around with shit while you're driving. Now that I've been driving a stick shift for a couple of years, though, I feel like I, I'm more comfortable doing shit that I shouldn't do. <laughs> While I'm driving, I haven't tried fucking with a knife while driving, with the stick shift. I wouldn't recommend doing that in general. Um, I know that I drove my old Focus uh, wearing a Freddy Krueger glove. That was that was not a good decision either. That was a uh, kind of a pain in the ass. Thankfully, the blades weren't real sharp. Gonna say. At least, though, if I did that in stick shift, I mean, it is glove. I could probably put my hand around the stick shift still and <laughs> make it work. But, again, probably not a great idea. Probably not. It could be done, but should it be done? Those are two different questions. <laughs> you know, of course it could be done. Of course. It's not really a question. But should it be done? That is, That is a question. Should it be done? only if it's for entertainment value, right? <laughs> I would trust somebody wearing a Freddy Krueger glove uh over any fucking autonomous driving vehicle out there. I know I've been seeing more and more videos of Teslas and other quote-unquote self-driving cars um like running, you know, creating wrecks. And, uh, there's, as of right now, which they're selling a lot of vehicles saying that they are self-driving vehicles. Um, none of them, (laughs) uh, have, uh, you know, uh, have a track record to where they, they haven't killed anybody, as far as I'm aware. (laughs) Uh and uh the, they're still having these cars out there some of them they are don't even have drivers in them period and have caused wrecks man uh as man it is it, it's it's not great man <laughs> it's not great i you know i was listening to somebody the other day like a youtube video or something i believe it was a youtube video i was watching Definitely wasn't TikTok, fuckers. Fuck you, TikTok. <laughs> um, uh, and they were saying, you know, if you really wanted to, like, read a book or, like, fall asleep and stuff while getting to your destination, there's a, there's <laughs> ways that have been around a, for a lot longer uh, that you could, <laughs> that are far more trustworthy, say, like, Public transportation, like a bus or train, I wouldn't recommend falling asleep though on a bus or a train. Wouldn't recommend that. You get dangerous. You can get robbed. You're gonna miss your stop. Um, but you'll probably arrive there alive. I mean, I think you're less likely to get murdered if you're asleep on a train. You know, you probably get robbed. I think if you're gonna get killed on a on a train or something by somebody like get shot or whatever, you're probably more likely gonna be awake for that. <laughs> I don't know what the I don't know if there's any statistics on that. Uh, but uh man. I know that if I see a vehicle out there and there's no driver, I'm gonna get the fuck out of the way. I've seen way too many videos of these self driving cars fucking killing people. <laughs> and I just don't just not feeling it. I know all these car manufacturers, too, Um, have to stop calling the, like, self-driving. And there's because there's been a lot of lawsuits because, again, they've killed people. And yet people still think that they're fully able to just rely on the self-driving. Like, I don't even, like, they, to me, it seems like it shouldn't even be allowed if it's, like, that big of a problem. I mean, how many lawsuits does it take before you're like, you know, maybe don't allow people to do this. Because in these manuals, like, they get around with it by saying in the manuals, saying it's not fully self-driving. That, uh, <laughs> there's, uh, look- oh, shit, is there safety? <laughs> there's, uh, yeah. I I don't trust just fucking let's see here self-driving cars safety there's uh... (laughs) man it's not great as uh, I would I don't know I might trust the self-driving over somebody that's completely trashed (laughs) so if you're really drunk you gotta get home don't you know what just don't get in a vehicle of course you can get on a bus or a train and then pass out and wake up uh, you know in a state away um, <laughs> uh, you know in theory you know I would imagine over time they would get better but it's like right now it's like fucking they are nowhere near where they should be Uh, nowhere near man I feel like there's just – there's got to be better ways. Like, having a personal driver plus, you know, it, if you're going to have, like, public more public transportation, which America doesn't like. They want their own cars, which is a big problem. Uh, but there's, you know, shit, man. <laughs> I don't know. It's just – it's bad enough we got to worry about people texting and driving all the time, and whether or not they're paying attention. And then you just see these fucking videos of these self-driving cars, and they'll just stop on the middle of a a highway, just full on stop, and cause a fucking major pileup, and you know the a person or two dies. And then, uh, or they'll just fucking run over somebody, because it doesn't. It's just. Kind of randomly going over shit. Uh, I again, I would imagine over time, like the computers would get better. But we're in this stage where that is should not be loud. And again, like I was, I don't think I fully uh, got to the point though within the manuals that they've had to like point out in these car manuals that like, oh, it's not fully. You can't just. You have to be paying attention even if it's in self-driving. Even though they kind of sell it as fully self-driving. They uh, try to skirt those rules because, again, people have died and are going to continue to die from these uh, accidents involving self-driving vehicles. As man, anytime I see a Tesla on the road, I'm (laughs) like, oh, fuck. (laughs) Don't kill me. Uh, But... uh, I feel like I'm just joking about that means I'm going to probably die later by uh, getting hit by a Tesla. Like, it's (laughs) it's like foreshadowing here. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. I don't drive that much, so I feel like I'm less likely to die from that. There are coming uh, more and more Teslas around here, though. I don't know how many other self-driving vehicles there are because I don't know the you know the names or what all the other ones look like. I know that uh, it's becoming more of a thing. But uh, I could spot a Tesla at least. I th- Man, I wonder if those Amazon trucks, I think they're EV. I don't know that they have self-driving. Because I know that uh, those new trucks that they have, there was one that drove down the street here the other day. And it wasn't making any sound while it was driving, so I imagine it's like an EV. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I gotta hope that's not self driving. I feel bad for those drivers though. As it sounds like they gotta like piss in bottles and stuff to make sure they they tur quittas. So I mean if they had self driving you, you know, take a second to piss in a bottle. That that's kinda nice. <laughs> just give me that little Just uh, you know, maybe you know it'd be great if Amazon would just pay you to get a colostomy bag installed. Just piss straight into a bag. Like, there you go. Your quota's fine. And then on your break time, you could empty your bag out. Just, uh... Or once the shift is over. You just got your multiple bags. I don't know. I've never used a colostomy bag. I've known a few people that have had to use a colostomy bag. But I never asked a whole lot of questions about it. Never researched it much. Uh, it sounds like a pain in the ass. <laughs> well, I guess it's more of a pain in your bladder. Um, but, uh, yeah, don't, I don't, uh, don't trust me, uh, the electric vehicles. And there was something else I was about to get to and it, it just completely blank after blanked after talking about all those accidents. I think we're a ways off from like total recall, the original total recall movie, not that trash that was, uh, the reboot, uh, but the original, I believe it was Paul Verhoeven. That made, uh, the total recall of uh, one with Arnold Schwarzenegger, um, Arnold. Yeah. The, uh, they had the, uh, Johnny cabs, which are fucking great. <laughs> the Johnny cabs. Uh, I would never like in my lifetime. I don't think I would ever trust. Uh, Oh yeah. I know I was going to get to the whole point. I was getting to was bringing out those fucking accidents and stuff of the, uh, Self-driving cars is, uh, there's a, apparently I've, uh, seen on Pornhub. That they have self-driving vehicles that they're filming porns in as this thing's self-driving and I'm waiting. I'm just fucking waiting, man, that there's going to be a big accident and there's going to be some people filming a porn that die because they were using self-driving, uh, I'm going to look this up. Self-driving. I'm going to give my computer a virus just searching this here. <laughs> Self-driving car porn. <laughs> uh, Yeah, there's there's apparently quite a few of them on Pornhub. Hmm. I'm looking to see if there's anything not on a porn site, though, to see if there's any... Oh, Here's an article, and I'm like, this seems like such a bad, like, uh, this is uh, a, <laughs> this is like a, yeah, this is a little old, I think, this article, but, says, so a couple finally used Tesla autopilot in porn. We knew this day would come, though perhaps not this soon. It didn't take too long for the first mainstream drivers to realize the automobile's potential as a place where they could get busy. The early 20th century was a much more puritanical time. Cars meant that you could get away from mom and dad to get some much-needed alone time with that cute neighbor who was making eyes at you during last weekend's box social. These early horn dog motorists... Uh, this is off inverse.com. I don't think I mentioned that. Uh, These early horn dog motorists were also very quick to realize the potential of self driving to take these rudimentary fuck machines to the next level. <laughs> like in the <this> article, <laughs> in 1983's The Automobile and American Culture, Ford historian David Lewis describes a postcard from the 1930s where a female passenger asks the male driver to keep both hands on the wheel. If only the car would steer itself, was his reply. Those 1930s ad men knew their way around a euphemism. As mainstream cars with ever greater autonomous capabilities hit the roads, then it was only a matter of time before people started banging in them. Some of these sex havers think there's money to be made. These naturally include adult performers who are always interested in finding new sources of novelty and who are starting to seize on this opportunity by using increasingly autonomous cars. Most recently, an adult performer named Taylor Jackson went viral on Pornhub, at least, after filming a scene in what appears to be a Tesla driving on autopilot. Taylor didn't immediately respond to our request for comment, but it does appear that she is something of a self-driving car sex pioneer. Oh, she's still alive as far as I know. Though it's illegal, it definitely appears that her partner takes his hands off the wheel for at least part of the encounter. Um, The ones I've seen, there was no touching the wheel. There was a lot of touching, but not the wheel. Lot on the stick shift. Um, See, and when Pornhub's somewhat SFW Instagram account tweeted an image from the video, they said they were reporting her to Elon, which I'm sure he enjoyed it. Tesla Autopilot has been in the news more than usual recently and it was even the subject of a special investor event at Tesla where CEO Elon Musk said the self-driving capabilities would be safe enough for passengers to remove their hands from the wheel by the end of the year. And this is – that's not true. That's not true. Um, (laughs) He also announced that Tesla's self-driving capabilities would be so much more advanced than competitors that present-day Teslas would have actually grown value as more autonomy capabilities are added. An idea that's been treated as something of an anathema in the automotive interest uh, industry. I can't speak today. With boasts like uh, that, it's little surprise that some entrepreneurial uh, minds-minded adult entertainers are looking to carve out followings using this emerging new technology. But I mean, is it is against the law. You would think filming yourself doing it would also be a problem, and making money off that. Just saying. See here, uh, after all, adult content has often been at the technological foreground for the very simple reason that it has to be. When an industry is stigmatized, it needs to be innovative, and we need to innovate. You come up with ideas like how to process online credit card transactions anonymously, or how to invest and build wealth using Bitcoin. Though likely illegal and extremely dangerous, Jackson, or the performer who goes by Jackson, is carrying on that spirit of, innovation by pushing the limits of new tech and seeing just what Musk's self-driving robo-Teslas are capable of. We just hope she was on an empty road and that her scene partner was paying more attention to his driving than he seemed. Yeah, The ones I saw. I don't think I don't know if it was the same performance. I couldn't tell you the name of the fucking performance. (laughs) They were definitely not paying attention to the fucking road. (laughs) The seat was like all the way back. There's no fucking way this guy was seeing the road. Uh... As uh <laughs> I I'm just waiting. Like there's gonna be like yeah, there's a few articles uh on uh on the porn inside the Tesla. There's uh, a, <laughs> this from twenty twenty one. Oh great, they're filming porn inside Tesla's on autopilot. Uh this is the opposite of safe sex. Well, no shit. I can see how, man, you'd be fucking Dude, you know it's exciting. I've done stupid shit while uh, having sex. Uh, I've gotten you know blowjobs a couple, a, a few times while driving, and it's exciting. Hey, I kept my hands on the steering wheel, though. I kept my hands on the steering wheel. I was on some back roads where there was like nobody out there, and uh, yeah, it, it is against the law, and I am admitting this. But this is over seven years ago, so go fuck yourself. <laughs> Uh, as, <laughs> uh, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I see the, you know, anytime you get that extra added danger to it, like, you know, your, your fucking adrenaline's going, your heart's pumped and it just adds more blood to the old penis, <laughs> the old cock meat stick. And, uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah, I get the appeal of it. I get why people would go and do that, but no, no, that's, that's too far for me doing the self-driving like go fuck yourself. I want to at least have somewhat of a, (laughs) somewhat of a chance of not dying. I don't know. Um, yeah, there's, I've seen more and more articles on, uh, people going, Oh yeah, this is a bad idea. This is a, I gotta see just how many, just oh my gosh, four thousand two hundred and one videos for self-driving car. Well, this I mean, some of them that well, it does look at least that most of these, they are behind the wheel. <laughs> and that uh, you know they have, <laughs> somewhat of a they're somewhat being responsible and it's kind of like just getting a blowjob while driving but man some of these I mean they're not oh man some of those they're hold up I don't think they're actually driving Um, but I've seen them where like they're like pretty much not behind the, the fucking seats like all the way back and shit and it's a little bit more than risky bit more than risky you just like some rain starts coming down all of a sudden it doesn't see the road right sensors aren't working it runs over a small child and bam and uh your log is gone it's not even semi-hollow on the outside it is just go it is fully hollow now it is gone there goes your log it's not rolling down any more stairs Uh, uh, but, uh, I got, I did watch the, uh, on a different note, I did watch the finale to Willow. Eh, eh, as man do kind of feel like they're shitting all of shitting all over the, uh, the old school like Willow in a way, you know? At least over the fans of it. As uh, A V Club says Willow sticks the landing with the big season finale showdown. <laughs> I mean it's I mean it's not horrible, but I mean I just like I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like <laughs> like they really don't like the fans of like the you know it's just how can we just cater this to a young audience, and uh, I'm seeing if anybody else on the internet feels the way I do that uh, it is going after. I don't watch it; it's entertaining, but I feel like. it's just like a young adult saying oh yeah there's a uh, audience ratings not great on Rotten Tomatoes got it 86% well is that willow the movie they're saying <laughs> or the show as uh oh yeah critic ratings have it at 86% on Rotten Tomatoes, but audience score of only 56%, which I see that, because you know what? You're going against, like, the original film, like, the whole feel of it. It's just fucking weird. It's just weird. It's, again, it's, like, entertaining, but it is not... I mean, it is definitely... It's so... Such weird decisions. Like, I don't even... (laughs) Like, why would they... Turn into a young adult novel, basically it is uh here we go for <laughs> Forbes I wouldn't go this far in saying it, but uh willow is an abomination. <laughs> Again, on Forbes here. I'm sorry to report, but Willow, the Disney Plus T V sequel series to the eighty eight film of the same name is an abomination. It's neck and neck with Rings of Power, She-Hulk and Fear the Walking Dead for my worst T V show of twenty twenty two award. I didn't see the Rings of Power. She Hulk I thought was alright. I don't know if I'd call it the the word I thought it was She Hulk was more entertaining than the Hawkeye bit. Um Fear of the Walking Dead I, it's kind of gone, went to shit with the whole nuking thing. So I I, I can kind of get on board with that. Um, the only reason I can't be certain is that not all eight episodes have aired yet. Oh, so this isn't before. Uh, it says, I was looking so forward to the show, somehow I've dreamed of a sequel movie or show since I was a kid. Will is one of my all-time favorite movies. Whatever this is, this awful, badly written, poorly acted, cheap, Imitation is not Willow. Even Warwick Davis seems to have lost his spark. Um, I, I, I don't know if I'd agree with that. Help me some Warwick Davis. See, I tried. I really did try to give the show the benefit of the doubt. Even though the opening episodes were crimson with red flags, I wanted to believe. I wanted to focus on the positive and did that as much as possible in my review of the first two episodes. By episode three, my patience was at its limits. I didn't even review episode four, as I very nearly gave up entirely. I haven't been this disappointed by a TV show or movie since I left the theater after watching The Phantom Menace back in 99. Hey, to be fair, there's a lot of just, like, annoying shit and bad stuff in The Phantom Menace. Jar Jar being the main thing. And Little Annie. Little Annie. Um, But holy shit, greatest duel ever in a Star Wars movie is fucking Darth Maul. Versus Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon. Best ever. Anyway. Back then, I hadn't had my heart broken yet. I was so excited for a new Star Wars movie, I thought it would be every bit as magical as the original trilogy. I had no idea how badly George Lucas would screw it up. I remember leaving the movie theater more confused than anything. What did we just watch? Why did I hold my bladder until the end? I should have gone to the bathroom during one of the Jar Jar Binks scenes. I know the prequels... I've had some kind of redemption uh, moment as people compare them favorably to the sequel trilogy. Say what you will about the sequels, you'll never make me believe that the prequels were anything even remotely resembling decent films, but that's a story for another time. Willow on Disney Plus feels more like a teenage, exactly what I've been saying, teenage uh, young adult drama than an epic fantasy. Cheap costumes, deeply cringe inducing dialogue between characters who may as well be living in an LA in 2022. Yeah, I've felt that weird. The dialogue has been definitely like, what? This doesn't feel like. (laughs) Uh, It says, and a terrible plot all combined to make this almost unwatchable. Toss in the modern rock music, which was played not just in the end credits this week, but over two different scenes. Instead of the gorgeous, memorable James Horner score, I'm not sure if I'm angry, sad, or just confused, which has kind of been my thing. I'm just like, what? Uh, I don't know what they're going for. (laughs) Watching Willow, I feel like 18 year old me uh, after watching The Phantom Menace, well, he's like the same age as me. I feel like I was right around that. Uh, I'd have to do the math there. But uh, for the first time, not quite understanding how the guy who created Star Wars could misunderstand what made it great so entirely. Well, here we have showrunner and writer Jonathan Kasdan, son of OG Star Wars trilogy writer Lawrence Kasdan. Who professes to be a massive Willow fan seems just as clueless about what made Willow great. The tone is the biggest problem. I could overlook the bad costumes and lackluster story if it just felt like the Willow of old. People who defend the show point out that the movie was also often funny and didn't take itself too seriously, but that misses the point. The movie's tone was balanced. The darkness of the story about a demon queen killing babies to avoid a prophecy is balanced against humor and courage and friendship. The show is just cheesy. Uh I don't know if it'd say it's cheesy. I don't know if I can agree with that. Um it says at one point in episode five, Alora is cooking soup with Charlindria's wand, and Willow tells her to give it back. Ugh oh, you're such a dad, she retorts. Earlier she wanted to use the uh, the wand to remove the stick from Willow's butt. Mmm. <laughs> Now compare that to the Blackroot scene from the Willow movie when Willow finds Mad Mardigan giving baby Alora Dan and some black roots. He's livid. I am the father of two children, he says angrily, and you never give a baby blackroot. <laughs> well my mother raised us on blackroot, Mad Mardigan retorts, after returning back to the infant who he's clearly falling for. It's good for you. Puts hair on your chest, doesn't it, Sticks? I remember that. That's a great scene. Uh, her name is not sticks willow says angrily she's a Laura Dannon she's a Laura Dannon the future Empress of Tyrus lean and the last thing she's gonna want is a hairy chest he grabs the black root throws it into the pool at the base of the waterfall and storms off it would be great if we had a scene where she's eating black root just saying in the new Willow I mean they could do they could do so much more with this show make it better um you know. Did you see what he did, Mad Mardigan, says to Alora. He took our black root. I'll get some more. Don't worry about it. Here we have a scene that establishes that, uh, you're such a dad aspect of Willow. Just, without just coming out and saying it, Willow berates Mad Mardigan for being irresponsible, and Mad Mardigan, unfazed, simply dotes on Alora. It's funny and sweet and the, the sort of tone that the movie often takes in its more humorous moments. So much of the movie has this dynamic. Willow plays it straight. Mad Martigan plays the funny man, who also happens to be much more than the swashbuckling rogue he appears to be. He truly is a great swordsman and a brave and loyal friend. Man, there's, man, this guy goes on. We don't need to read the whole review, but like he's continuously, like this. He's a uh, way more upset over Willow than me, which I love Willow, the original movie, but. I mean, the show's all right. It's all right. There's, I'm seeing more positive views, of course, like Rotten Tomatoes would suggest that Uh, the critics, for whatever reason, like it better than people watching it. <laughs> Normal people. But I get the impression, oh, man, Metacritic.com has the original movie only like two and a half stars. Go fuck yourself. The original movie's The shit. Ron Howard knocking that shit out of the park, motherfucker. Val Kilmer and possibly his greatest performance. Fucking Warwick Davis. Jesus, man. Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of (laughs) here. What the? Oh, I guess there's... There must be a breast pump named Willow. It says Willow 3.0 Breast Pump Reviews. I thought this was just some kind of joke. Uh, But no, there's a Willow breast pump. It's the 3.0. That looks like it fits right. uh, It's like a cup thing. Like, over. it looks kind of. A lot of the breast pumps I see, you know, they look like some real insane device. This doesn't look as intimidating as most breast pumps, I got to (laughs) say. It's just like mixed in the Google search results here within other stuff about Willow the Series just a willow willow breast pump review. (laughs) Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, now I'm fighting all kinds of bunch of, uh, as man, I am. Yeah. It's just fucking, it's just weird. They made some weird fucking choices. That's all I can really say about this willow. I mean, it's worth a watch. But if you're expecting, like, the magic of the original film, it is not there. (laughs) It is not there. But I'll continue to watch it. I mean, fuck, I've continued to watch The Walking Dead through the whole fucking series. And it got pretty bad. Pretty bad. One of the biggest storylines in the final season of The Walking Dead was Eugene getting catfished. And I fucking sat through that. (laughs) Can't help it. I'm a completionist. Ugh. Like, I, I just don't value my time enough, I guess, or myself. Like, to put myself through that. Although, usually it's like while I'm passing out, sleeping, watching the shit. It's not like I'm really intently watching it. So, it's not like <laughs> like quality time I'm wasting. It's the time that's like, oh, let's get ready for for sleep. Let's watch some trashy shows. Anyway. You know, it's if you like young adult novels, check out Willow the series. Maybe you won't care for the movie so much. <laughs> you love Hunger Games. You'll love Willow the series. Uh, you love Twilight. <laughs> this uh it's just so ah. Why? <laughs> Uh, if if only I was able to, you know, show run Willow be such so different or, or the walking dead for that matter. If I could get my hands on it, you know, I'd go way darker on the, the walking dead. I'd make it more of a horror horror, and I would just go, I would, there was so many, there'd be so many decisions in there. I would make just the look of the show, you know, take a lot of the color out of there. A lot of the saturation. You want just darker. And to look darker, you want it to look like a horror-themed stuff. I would think it would need just like a unique look to it. You're in a fucking zombie apocalypse. It shouldn't be a soap opera with occasional zombies. (laughs) (laughs) It should be all about, and sure, you need uh, to root for people and have reasons to root for people and to care for these characters, but at the same time, it should be like a horror show, you know? And the, but they've done, maybe, hopefully, I'm hoping maybe these newer shows of The Walking Dead will, you know, kind of steer more towards kind of how I feel about it and like go a different direction with it. The Walking Dead, I think, did too many episodes a season. And what they would do is, They would have decent episodes, and it really—it didn't even have this at the end. I wouldn't think because the fucking end just sucked. The last couple seasons really fucking blew. Uh, but uh, (sighs) they'll have like a really good episode or two at the beginning of the season, midway, like the mid break, right before then, and then. Like the final, just like the beginning and the end of the episodes of the season were good. And if you're just going to do that and just have these shitty filler episodes that are just worthless, I get it. You're trying to build in these characters again, try to get people to give a shit about these characters. But I mean, it's just fucking, it's, you're watching a goddamn soap opera based in the zombie apocalypse. The zombie apocalypse is really nothing much to do with The Walking Dead at this point. <laughs> and, uh, you could have just really worked cut the episodes in half and just really just go for a better, you know, just feel to the show, like a look, like a darker look and, uh, just have it more like a horror type thing. And man, I mean, the show started off so hardcore. The very first scene, Rick Grimes shoots a little girl in the head, <laughs> and th- I mean that is that is intense. That is how you fucking start a show off with a bang. And uh, like it, like it lost its mark like years ago. But then you had it would redeem itself every once in a while, and then you'd have like fucking you know before Negan came there, it was already seeing its demise and then Negan, just that the beginning of Negan, not what Negan has turned into. Not the like, Oh, I feel so bad for what I, I have done previously. Like, dude, you are a fucking monster. <laughs> yes. Although, you know, some of what Negan done, what did was warranted, I guess. I mean, Rick, and his crew went after the Saviors and went through that whole, like, what was it a radio station or whatever they took over, some kind of outpost where uh, the Saviors had a bunch of people. They went there and just fucking killed them all. And then uh, thinking that they had gotten like Negan because everybody was saying they were Negan. And uh, then the real Negan met up with them. <laughs> That's when he took the baseball bat to – uh Glenn and Abraham, which was, you know, probably the best episode ever of The Walking Dead is him just beating the shit out of Glenn and Abraham. And not just him beat. just, I mean, it's an intense scene. And Jeffrey Dean Morgan's humor with it, dark humor and everything is fantastic. He just played that so well. And it's just like, there's just... That's that's when The Walking Dead is good. It's just those intense scenes like Breaking Bad man that is a show that continued that intensity throughout there was so many episodes of that were just like, oh man, I'm uncomfortable i don't i I'm nervous to see what's next <laughs> and I was at the edge of my seat and just fucking just it was a thrill ride Walking Dead they've had episodes where it felt like that, but then it was like most of it no. And like, uh, I realize it's hard to keep that going. But again, they could have cut this the series length in half, and just really, they could have done so much more, so much more. Hopefully, these other spinoffs, you know, they take some notes because they've lost a lot of viewers and stuff. Like it's oversaturated with the the Walking Dead stuff. And like I, they could do so much more so much more but uh, I I think I'm done with my rant and uh, uh, I am looking forward to the Mandalorian which starts in March that is I think that's a big one and fucking we got an Evil Dead movie coming out this year which is kind of exciting but at the same day same time I I know it's not fucking Ash Williams it's not Bruce Campbell going after the Evil Dead which is a shame Um, I'm pretty sure he's not (laughs) pretty sure he had enough of it with Ash vs. the Evil Dead. He's like in his 60s now. He doesn't want to get covered in blood, like just all inside his mouth and lungs and everything and all that fun stuff anymore. He's an old man. He doesn't have to do that. He doesn't have to do that. He's Bruce motherfucking Campbell. He's a fucking legend. But, uh, yeah, that's really all I've got. So, as always, that is a kid in a wheelchair, not a trash can. <laughs>